There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. What was that? What? What's that sound? Where? It's aliens and they're living in your town. Damn. They have arrived. What? They're all around. So Where? many aliens living in your town. Are you scared of aliens? Hello, weirdos out there in weirdo land. It is the Weird Whatever podcast, and we are back for a second week, and happy Leap Day, year, whatever it's called. It's Leap Day, yeah, random, right? The 29th. It's weird right in that date. This and? Is, this is the year I'm going to take a leap on love, I think, because it's leap year. Uh-oh, we're already starting off into love, right, <laughs> right off the bat. Well, l- let me get through National Toast Day first. Happy National Toast Day. Like toasting drinks or bread? I, I believe it's bread. Although now you got me second guessing it. <laughs> Shit. I always go right to bread and it might be National Toast Day. You know what? To Beckett and to love. Cheers. Cheers. It makes more sense like toasting <laughs> I to a party or you're something. Right. Look, we're, we're we're bread people over here. And happy rare disease day. Not as fun as the toast day. <laughs> okay. Not as fun, but those are our special days today. Wow. I hope you guys are doing well. Thank you to everybody in the chat room for joining us. I hope you guys want to get weird tonight. Now, Vicky, let's jump right in to Ask Vicky. Okay. I got a few questions about this. And it, it, one was directed to you, but a few more people were just asking this. What makes Vicky or anybody qualified to be a ghost hunter, a ghost paranormal investigator, or even a psychic? Okay, going with the paranormal investigator, um, I started off on a team. I have read, I have researched, I've done controlled experiments in people's homes. I've gathered evidence according to the guidelines of what everyone else was doing at the time. I veered off a little bit. A lot of people use a lot of equipment. To me, the only thing that I really need is a recorder because most likely the spirits are going to talk to me. But I have the same qualifications as I would if I were, let's say I were an expert on Prince, which I am. Um, years of research, years of listening to his music, years of that. Is there a certificate you can get? No. Oh, you, you, can't, can, you can't go to Ghost University? You, you can't go to Ghost University. I'm sorry. I'm sure somebody will make it up. Now, you can go online and get a certificate to be a demonologist. That you can go to a school. You can go online to get a certificate um, to be able to do blessings and cleansings and things like that. As far as being a psychic medium, if you want to submit yourself to a university, there are universities that will put you through a series of tests that will certify you as a psychic medium. To me, would I do it? Maybe. The reason I do it is to help people. So if someone comes to me for a reading and they need something, we get to the bottom of it and they feel better after it, I consider a lot of my readings like a counseling session almost. And yes, I am. I have a minor in psychology, so that's not something that I'm not, you know, I'm not ignorant in that. I do have a background in that. Um, But you're talking about an area where 
there's no one who's really stuck their neck out there to say, okay, I am going to teach a course in paranormal investigating. I'm going to teach a course in, you know, do ghosts exist and things like that. It, it's just not out there. Someone uh, like myself, you've, you've said, Bird, you, you, you tend to have some kind of psychic abilities, but it's raw. Let's say you're someone like me that feels like they got some ability. You want to practice it. You want to get better. You want to go to that next level, as they say in the psychic business. Mm -hmm. What do you do? What do you, is there a practice thing? I, I get this question a lot going, I feel like I've got ability. I don't know what to do with it. I, I don't know how to practice it. How do I really become a legit psychic? And that's the key word, practice. And I'll give you an example. My daughter has ability like I do, but she wants to go more in the era, in the area of tarot. Okay, so what is she doing? She's giving free tarot readings for anyone who wants to participate. When I started, I didn't realize that what I had was a real ability. I thought it was a fluke. I'm like, that's really weird. How did I know that? So I spent an entire summer doing five, six readings a week with people I didn't know. I didn't even know their name. I had Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe. I'll see if you remember to do the yes. shout out. Um, I had Bobby Joe secure the people. A lot of them were out of state. She would just say, hey, someone's calling you at six. I didn't know their name, anything like that. So I just practiced. And Bobby Joe's your friend. Yes. In case no one yeah, knows someone's, who Yeah, first day on the podcast. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, that, that's uh, Becky. You hear words like demonology and psychic abilities. Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe. <laughs> Thoughts, uh, ideas, opinions. I think there should be a school. Or like something, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, hey, these are certified, whatever, but at least like some kind of development, you know, I for people to explore. In Ghostbusters 1, isn't that they're college students that do tests to for psychic yeah. abilities? Yeah, they're college professors who are trying to denote whether people really do have psychic abilities. So they do have classes and stuff that people yeah. can participate in. Let's say you're Glenda from Port St. Lucie, got this ability, <laughs> doesn't witch. know what to do with it. What can she do tonight after the podcast? Does she just start giving out free readings? Because the, the naysayer is going to go like this. Yeah, it's great. You're giving out free readings, but you could just be making shit up. Is there a mark where you can grade yourself to know you are going in the right direction? Because anyone can say they're a psychic. And hey, Beckett's, Beckett's going to be sad next Thursday. Anyone can make predictions. When do you, how do you grade yourself? Well, I would probably... If I were that person and I were interested, I would look. There's a lot of psychic mediums, a lot of people like myself that are open to mentoring people and to help them and to guide them to see what their area, what might be my ability may not be Glenda's. She may have another area of specialty that she needs to focus on. And I've always been, I'll, I'll do readings and I'll see that the person has ability. And I'll be like, wow, do you know that you're blah, blah, blah. And I remember this one. She's one of my regular customers. And the very first time I had a reading, I told her, I said, you realize you're an empath, right? And it was so eye-opening. She said, my whole life, everybody just called me a crybaby. Everybody just thought I was too sensitive. Everybody told me to grow up and stop crying all the time. She was crying and she was because she was picking up on other people's emotions. And just identifying that has literally been life-changing for her. That's, that's a real thing. I think like one out of five people, they, they have a... I'm kind of throwing a Virginia stat out there. <laughs> but th there's there's a, a section of people who really do have a... They're, they're born kind of oversensitive. They, mm -hmm. they are very sensitive to... Just everything. It's yeah. it's. There's some, but 
but they've just been labeled. Some of those people that were just labeled as sensitive might be empaths. What's the difference between a crybaby bitch and somebody that's an empath that has ability? Because someone's going to say, you could just be a crybaby. Bitch or boy Beckett. Bitch boy Beckett or ability Beckett. How do you know the difference? Yeah, I mean, the person themselves, they've had, there's a criteria that I always, and you can even go online and see there's um, any site that you go to and say, what are the characteristics of an empath? And it will list all these things, characteristics that you might have. And if you have those, you might be an empath. A lot of great literature, a lot of great, a lot of great free videos too on mm-hmm. YouTube about uh, empaths and, 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 and quizzes you can take. But they have a quiz for pretty much everything. Do you think you might be a closet serial killer that hasn't struck yet? Take this test. There's so many things. Oh, to, yeah. Which <laughs> soprano are you? Yeah, exactly. Maybe I should work on my abilities. I definitely am an empath. I mean, it's part of the reason on veg like I'll step over an ant on the sidewalk I still sleep with the pillow I was born with in past relationships I get accused of being the, the girl in the relationship you are the crybaby bitch yeah no I'm just kidding. is that a surprise <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but again whoever like I understand people question it but the way I've always thought of it is that the people that are supposed to find me are going to find me the people that want to get help through me will find me and they will get that help i'm not out to prove to anyone that i really am a psychic medium i'm not out to prove that i have you know been investigating since 2007 and i have thousands of evps and documentation i don't care i care about the client that came to me because they were scared and now the client did not put their house into foreclosure and they stayed there because I came and helped. Oh, I'm still getting email. I'll, I'll get random emails from people saying me and you faked the ghost video that got us on the uh, the TV show. This one guy, he's, he's nuts. He, he said that it was Chewy. Chewy, who never was upstairs well, ever. It, that My person, old dog. That person, if he would like to sit through hours of video, I have the camera on Chewy downstairs the entire night. In fact, I have video of you going downstairs like at 3 o'clock in the morning, 2 or 3 o'clock, going to your refrigerator, grabbing Coke, juggling down some Coke, and then taking Chewy outside for a few minutes. Yeah. And you can see Chewy's downstairs the whole time. It's kind of like someone, you know, they, they say when people want to get clean, they go to rehab. Like, you can't force someone to go. They have yeah. to be open to it. Like, so if you're working with someone... They have to be open-minded to it, right? To receive it, I think, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I think being open-minded to anything is probably the, the key. I mean, you don't want to obviously be gullible to every little thing. I think there, there's the fine line. With everything, there's, some, there's something in the middle that is more realistic than... That. That's why I always, I always try to ask you, Vicky, uh, you know, what are... The, the one question, the next question is, what kind of situations have you gotten into where... Um, someone hasn't believed you. Have you ever gotten into that where someone calls you up going, you, you fraud? No, no one's <laughs> That's ever. Good. There was one, I talked about it on the podcast one time. There was a woman who I believe she was in denial, but everything I said, she was very angry and very hostile towards me. And I got really quiet and I said, you know what? I'm going to return your money because you're looking for a trans medium. Because you're not going to be satisfied unless your brother's voice comes out of my mouth. So you're looking for a trans medium. Good luck. Here's your money back. I, I'm not, again, I, that's not, my focus is to help people who actually legitimately want the help. Yeah. And, and I'm not out to prove anything to well, anybody. I, I think it's good, though, that there, it's always going to be skepticism. You want that. You should right. always tr- never believe everything someone says And my you know, team completely. always has a skeptic. I always have someone on my team who is a skeptic. I think Denny's has become our skeptic. 
I might yeah, be more. I might be more open-minded than Denny's at this point. We turned you like episode two. <laughs> we did. You were easy. That's because of impact. You were easy, baby. A couple drinks and then you were on our team. You know, it's a cheap day. Cheap day. You are a cheap. A little JMO. I'm like, let's go. Like, it's all it took. It's all it took. Um, how do you protect yourself, Vicky, from? All your investigations emotionally when it comes to because you're you're helping people and mm-hmm. sometimes you might be with a bad son of a bitch when it comes to the spirit world. Does it right. take does it take something out of you? Um, no, I've been doing it long enough and I have my own protection in place. And when I say protection in place, I was I just have bodyguards on the other side who know when people are supposed to interact with me and when they're not. If something negative comes towards me, I do what I would if it were a negative person. Back up. And I've been in situations where they have attacked team members, and I've had to go and tell the spirit to back up and get away from us. Um, As far as protection, I have a routine that I've done for every investigation since I started. I will not even touch my doorknob in my house. Until I say, because I do have a religious space, and I say this house is protected by the blood of Jesus Christ and you're not allowed in here. And then I take and I make a cross on my door, and then I touch the doorknob and go in. Whether that's really what's keeping it away, knock wood, I've never brought anything home. And there's never been any action, interaction from anything that I felt came from an investigation. Some of my team members, they feel better. They will sage themselves before they get in the car. There's been times where we've had pretty nasty interactions and we went ahead and made sure everybody was saged before they got in their car have you and your psychic friends ever thought about getting a band together and calling it sage against the machine (laughs) (laughs) well now (laughs) that's a great name thanks Becky. well vicky great job as always very very good stuff if you've got a question for our awesome vicky please send it Still one of the emails. You guys got them. But uh, you can always send it to the Jason KVJ Instagram. Denny's, you're awfully quiet over there. Hmm. Just absorbing it all. Well, let's turn the tables so quickly on you. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, because of the uh, the moon stuff last week, someone wants to know, does Denny's still... Because I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Just wondered if Denny's thought about the moon landing at all last week. Did he think it was fake? Does he still think moon landings are staged? Norm from Alabama wants to know. The most recent one, did that have crew on it? Oh, it's my segment. Oh, is it part of your <laughs> so go, go ahead. Both of you, you no, can No, go ahead. You, 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 oh, no, I, there is no crew on it. I didn't think there was a crew on it, so I mean, it's kind of a different situation. But I guess what he's asking, do you think that they just, they're, they're faking that as well? Are, are they just sending... Sending things well, in quotes. Modern era, I think we could send stuff to the moon for sure, especially unmanned vessels. I mean, they send stuff out into space all the time for a long time. But we invented nuclear weapons way before we landed on the moon. For sure. Talk about a bomb, Becca. Just <laughs> 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 well, like, what's that have to do with? <laughs> oh, we were sp- more so. Though. We were splitting atoms. <laughs> oh man, Denny's and Beckett fight. fight no, fight. I'm just saying. I think he's too into that Red Hot Chili Pepper song. What song is that? Space might be the final frontier, but it's made in the Hollywood basement, California. So, I mean, there, there's always the Stanley Kubrick. They shot it in the studio and stuff. Um, I don't know. It's it's always been one that I've thought about because the incentive was there. Modern day se- incentive. Like, we haven't even done anything in space in a long time. So, going, sending something up here, I mean, I would believe that they did that for sure. Do you but st- back do you- then, there was things on the line. You had the race to space. 
you had a lot of nationalism. I mean, it was just a different time frame. So to stage something like that, just to buy yourself time or anything could be a, a plausible thing. Are you saying right now you still think that we've never been to the moon because they stopped the space program i think what in 73 or like whatever right after yeah it, it wasn't very long it was 69 it was when we we landed and the 90s kind of rekindled a little bit with sending out you know satellites and i think they had another space station we were sending people out to space a lot for for about a half a decade it and was then, a huge focus and then all of a sudden <laughs> it did drop off i mean there is just a lot of things to be skeptical of i mean people are skeptical of way less these days this but is good this is going to be our, our internet clip denny's do you think we faked <laughs> and staged the moon landing in 1969 i still think it's totally plausible we could have done so it. there's a big difference between being skeptical and saying it didn't happen that's what i'm trying to get are you skeptical or are you flat out saying we did not land i'm very skeptical <laughs> very skeptical <laughs> yeah it's just it just is it's just such an odd there's just a lot of odd things surrounding that you know, I mean, same with the Kennedy assassination. That's just another one that is just layered in odd things. And that breeds skepticism. Totally does. But I would say that the odd things also make it in some ways more plausible because it gives more motivation, more money, more resources, you know, everything to get it done. They say we stopped going to the moon because it was too expensive. Oh, it was super expensive. Very expensive. Of course. And very unnecessary. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are we doing there? Yeah. You all sound like, I mean, you think you you think we would know for sure what's going on? We, we would never know. Well, so I think even in modern era, going there and what are we doing? It's still, we're still so young with technology. We have great technology. Don't get me wrong. But if we, they want to talk about colonizing on Mars. Yeah, but people could have said the same thing to Christopher Columbus. You know, they'd be like, you're hey, right. like, well, what are we doing? Like, you're, it, Italy's great, you know? On like, Venus, they could be like, <laughs> listen to this dick face. Yeah. So, I, you don't think that there's a space station at all on the moon. You don't think there's no, there's zero chance of a space station on the moon? Uh, it's hard to say, man. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's just tough to say. I just, I find it. There's no right answers here. There's no uh, wrong answers it's just, either. It's it's a tough one for me, man. It really is. The the moon, and I know that gets a lot of hate, but I, that he, is a tough one. Here's the thing: if it was all drones, I think it's easier to keep secret. You know, loose lips sink ships. The Absolutely. more people involved, maybe not in the first five years, maybe not in the first ten years, but at some point, Somebody's someone is gonna like, someone's gonna squeal. Someone's gonna correct. pillow talk someone. Someone's gonna be drunk at a bar somewhere. Someone's gonna tell someone's grandkid. It's gonna come out. Well, look at Area Fifty One. I mean, yeah. same type of thing. There's a lot. They say a lot happened there, but a lot has not happened there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't. There's a lot of mystery around. <laughs> yeah. There is a lot of mystery. I'm just saying the military has come out recently with all of this stuff that has been on record for a long time. Right. And a lot of people, majority of the people, I would say, didn't really give a shit or didn't believe until it started becoming very mainstream. So I get what you're saying. But you can keep people quiet for a long time through intimidation. And, and there's a lot of military people who have come forward and said, that has said, I was threatened. I not only was I threatened to... There's going to be a ton of threatening, threatening, especially back then. Back then. They're talking about with their life, not right. just with their job or reputation. The men in black is, is, is a legit 
thing Absolutely. for some people that they go these these guys would come up and say you're not saying anything you didn't see anything we can make it very hard for you right now whether that's true or not i wasn't there i don't know but there's many reports on that right so I, i'm with you because it did start to leak out yeah. it, it's out there now people are talking about it but it took a long time for it to get mainstream 100 percent. well we have representatives in congress right like people elect them and they decide what they want to declassify or not declassify so we made a choice or our founding fathers did that we have representatives they look at the stuff and they're like this is sensitive this shouldn't go out to the world to the public right this shouldn't get democratized Maybe it can't for the next five years, but it can in 20 years, right? And all the stuff they released just were questions, right? Mm -hmm. Which are valid questions. And then like Denny's point, which I agree with, that breeds skepticism. Because like you didn't tell tell us this for 20 years, but it wasn't like aliens walking around in Area 51. There was like things like, hey, like this is weird. This is unexplainable. Like whether it's a uh, something in the air moving differently, whatever. Like it's still questions, right? But then people get pissed because they're like, we should know about this. Yeah, you know, I used to I used to think that we should know about aliens, UFOs, and all that. And then something happened called the coronavirus. And I saw how people lost their fucking minds over mm -hmm. toilet paper. And I didn't even need that much toilet paper. Yeah. It, it just, we didn't handle that. I just don't see everybody jiving with, no. oh, and there's aliens, and they've been here, and yeah. they're hovering, and they're also invisible at times. And oh, yep. aliens would rock everything. It would rock yeah. everything. It, it, would, it would change the entire planet. Vicky, where are you at uh, on the whole moon stuff? Stage? Because I, well, I know... I never questioned it until I did this podcast. I never thought about it. I never questioned it. But as far as knowledge... It's very dangerous to give a little bit of knowledge to really dumb people. Yeah. And that that's the problem is that a lot of things can't be released to the public because there's a whole segment of society that shouldn't have a little bit of information. I, I think there's a segment of society. A lot of them are my family. Shouldn't even have social media. <laughs> It is crazy that every single person is allowed to just say whatever they want onto the internet. And I get it. It's all right. But they're, I'm not kidding you, Becca. There are people in my family up in Rhode Island where I go, get, the, get, the, get them off the internet. Get them off the internet. Right. I, I, I'll feel good about them being on the internet. I just say there's a lot of things the government does that is sketchy. And it makes people question why they would why would we even question it unless we detected something odd? Well, if you're dating somebody and they you catch them lying and cheating on you, all right, you might be able to forgive them, you might be able to move on, but that's always in your back of the head. Now, let's say they cheat on you twice. Well, fuck! Now we've got a situation here. Fool me once, shame you, on me. You can't, you can't trust them. No. Well, the government has lied to us more than twice, so it's kind of the same thing. As soon as you lie. And you lie multiple times. Just opens the door. Oh, but now you're telling the truth. It just makes you. You may. It does make you question things. Yeah. Even when even when there's nothing to question. Yeah, hundred percent. So with the uh, you'll see in the comments a lot of times people bring up with the moon stuff. They always bring up the flat Earth stuff, right? But what's the motivation behind that? The only people wh who benefits, who makes money from the earth being flat no one so why would that even be a thing you know there's no thing to gain from that, that see that's where i disagree the globe companies well <laughs> i think like people can monetize there is a movement of flat earthers and if you if you get an audience then you monetize your audience you can make money on being a flat so earther. you can make yeah so i mean there's also i mean just trolls on the internet that are trying to make things things you know so you just never know what's real some people just like I just look for going motivation. against conventional wisdom. That's the other yeah. thing too. You, you never know who is just there to 
Watch yeah. the world. See the disagree, world just to disagree, just yeah. to cause a star. Some well, people just do that. And, and Denny's isn't wrong. Like one of the most beautiful things of the scientific process, which is the best process we know for learning things and testing things, is to question things. Mm-hmm. And it, it starts with a question. There's nothing. It does. There's nothing wrong with questioning things. It's actually a beautiful thing. That's why to we started off the segment with just talking about Vicky, and it was, it was really more of not not questioning you, but just psychics in general. What, what, just questioning it. How do you get involved? How do you get better? Because I'm, I'm with you guys. I think you should question everything, especially today where like, AI they, and deep fakes. Well, Denny's is even, you just said it a couple of minutes ago. You, you don't know what someone's motive is. Yes. So if someone's on social media, you don't know if they're telling you the truth. If they got all these shares and likes and all, I mean, that is, in a sense, yeah. the modern day currency for some people. Yeah, yeah exactly. They'll have likes and shares. But, but it always but doesn't. Does that mean? It doesn't always equate the th- same thing. Just because I make money selling Denny's a house doesn't mean it's not the perfect house for Denny's that I found for him, right? Like, so Denny's could be like, well, Beckett, he's going to make this commission on selling a house, so like maybe it's not the best house for me. And I'm like, well. Both things can be true at the same time, right? Like the United States could have a ton of motivation and a ton of resources and money and and risk people's lives to get to the moon. That all can be true, but it also could be true that they went to the moon. But it's still good to question it. Well, what if in just I throwing out a complete fictional scenario, they sent people to the moon, right? And then it circled around and no one lived. And they didn't want that out on the news. So they hired three actors to pretend that they were the per- people that went to the moon. Technically, the vessel went around the moon and came back. Right. But no one survived to make the story slightly better. Right. That could be a lie. That could be something you could spread on the Internet. Well, when we've had people die in space accidents, it was well known. Right. Well, it, during launch. But launch. if they were going around the moon and then back, we were, they yeah. lost the connection. But we think, have telescopes. and. Right? I think what Denny's is saying, Beckett, is... If they don't want you to know some shit, they're going to cover it up. Gonna try, especially back then when it's so important and maybe only 10 people know. Maybe 15 people know and they kill five of them. You know, right. It could be any of the above. Well, we, we kind of do live in a time right now where, and this isn't everybody, but I would say the media does this a lot where you have to be either A or B. You either have to yeah, be it's all, one or the other. all with this, but... Yeah. You could have multiple thoughts about about a topic like or a you matter. Said, like you said earlier, the truth is always usually somewhere in between, and it's nuanced. People are like, you know, all this or no this. I'm like, yeah. no, what is it nuanced? Everything it's like all kinds nuanced. of things. Well, it's either A or B, A or B. Yeah, yeah. Fight, fight, fight. Division, division, division. I don't like division. Yeah. A or you know? B is easier to sell, and yeah. it's all about creating and, and it's also intellectually lazy, in For my sure. opinion. You know, it's easy to put it in this bucket, or this bucket, but mm-hmm. it's it, it's easy, bec- and it, it's also making a fuck ton of money. Right, just to 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 put A versus B, guy versus girl, Republican versus Democrat. I mean, the list goes on. Old versus young. No matter what it is, they're gonna find a way to to cut it in half. It's a protagonist and the villain, right? It like is. there's always you have Pepsi and Coke. It's you know, you have Hulk Hogan and the Undertaker. Like it's always like you it's know. easy to understand. It's easy to get caught up in and get easy. tricked. And there's a lot of noise out there, Vicky. Thoughts on what we're saying? Well, I'm a big person where I love when I get somebody that's very, very stuck in their A or the B category, and I always play devil's advocate. Because I always say, listen, if you think the world is black and white, you are sadly mistaken. There are multiple shades of gray. And I like for them to get out of their comfort zone, and I will always present something that's going to challenge the way they think to try to get them to think. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's what teachers are supposed to do. We're, you don't need to 
necessarily recite Shakespeare. We want you to think about what that play meant. We want you to have ideas from it. So it's all about teaching is about thoughts. And mm -hmm. that's why I try to push people who are, you know, black and white A and B people. Okay, well, how about this? And I'll throw a, a little wrench in their idea. Curveball. Yeah. It is good it. to think of everything from every angle, or at least just consider. It does help, you know, with empathy and all mm -hmm. that, too. Yeah. To know. It's how we grow and it's how society grows. It really is. It's just, it's hard, especially when they're throwing, you know, A and B at you. Think how we just thought, like, 30, 40 years ago. Women couldn't get credit cards at a certain point. It, you know? it's, it's, it's crazy how we, we look back on it. We're like, what were we thinking? And we're like, how could we be like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Well, it always comes back to the one Denny's random fact that he had. It's always stayed with me. I mean, bicycle face. Bicycle face. Bicycle face. Bicycle face. If, if, if someone's new, can you, can you rattle off bicycle face real quick for the good people? So, basically, bicycle face was a fake ailment that doctors came up with that they said afflicted women who rode bicycles because basically they didn't want women to have the freedom to transport themselves so they made up this fake ailment that would make them look older if they rode bikes a lot because the wind on their face would make them age rapidly if that is real that is the most fu that's oh, so you fucked can look up. It up that's that it's got its own <laughs> that wikipedia is, that is so fucked up and that wasn't that long ago no, no. <laughs> crazy mean, good gosh it's craziness yeah no there there is a lot of that type of stuff too it was whoever's in power i mean yeah. you could even go back to the churches catholicism they would sell pardon, oh, pardons into heaven has there been issues with some churches well you could <laughs> pay money if you didn't feel like being a church guard you could pay money to get into heaven and you got it sanctioned you know so you oh. you went to the grave thinking you were going to heaven because you you know, you paid the fare. What What are your guys' thoughts on this? Um, I was watching this documentary, and it was, it was obviously about artifacts, ancient artifacts. There's an alien kind of a special. And the one guy's theory was, we we have met an advanced civilization probably seven or eight times over, but something happens to the globe, to the earth, and it wipes everything out, and then we restart it again. And the reason why you can't find other artifacts, just because time has you know, melted it away or, you know, it carried it away. What are your guys' thoughts on that? So we have the Dark Ages, right, where mm -hmm. we lost a lot of wisdom, right? And wisdom is built upon other wisdom. And there's certainly gaps because, like, you know, even with all the modern science we have today, like, we're like, how did they do the pyramids? How did they do Stonehenge? Like, at that time, like, I guess we did it with, like, AI and laser liners and this, the super summer solstice and all these other things. Or option B. Option. We, we didn't build it. Right. That's true. <laughs> so there's definitely gaps in society. I think as we become more globalized and connected and things get more memorialized like in the world wide web and you know in the cloud i think it's harder to lose knowledge but i i think when you have egypt or you have easter island and just like a whole society gets wiped out like you lose the knowledge so you're saying that there's you don't think there's been technology this great in 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 uh centuries or time periods before uh, on earth no never Never. Never. Like, w w if you're talking about how they built the pyramids, maybe, like, certain kind of things that they did or whatever, but AI and the metaverse and VR, no. Vicky, do you push back on that theory, or do you agree with Beckett? As far as, like, what he's saying, I do agree with him, like, the AI and stuff like that, but, and I've stated this before, the pyramids and the building of them, we're so superior that we think, oh, they couldn't have done it. It's probably just good old-fashioned technology of their version looking at the stars using pulleys using good hard labor and they found work records yeah. of the people working. and they're more in tune with it so mm -hmm. like 
we, you know, like there was a time where probably people were genius at, you know, weaving baskets well, and doing stuff like that. And then we just lost that skill. Like I have friends that are builders like on Palm Beach Island. They're like artisans. And like if they're doing like this like mansion on Palm Beach, like they have a few workers that can do the amazing motif that's around the mantle. And they'll explain to me, there's like three people in the state that can now do that. Where back in the late 1800s and early 1900s, that's just what people did, mm -hmm. right? And because now you just have a machine come and you like whatever, like we've lost that the soul. skill and that ability to do those things. It's right? actually a problem. People are losing skills over mm -hmm. time. Well, it's more of an atrophy. It's like an atrophy of a skill. But right? think back then they didn't have TV or radio or iPods, they had nothing. You had nothing to do. There was nothing to do. You sat around and you worked on the farm, you worked on your land. Way more in tune with it. You reproduced. You, you got really good at things. You did reproduce you did, a lot. A lot. But you had to, because there's famines and yeah. disease. Mortality. And if, <laughs> if there was no food, you had to eat somebody. Oh, I'm sure some horrific oh, things have come happened, on. especially back in the day. Old school, I bet you any money there was a lot of cannibalism that hasn't been reported back yet. Probably. I bet you cannibalism in some parts for a long time were probably accepted locally. 100%. I was a place in no South food. America and up to like 30 years ago. They had cannibalism. As if you go to a restaurant and say, I'll take the, the fingers, and it really was fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like a little village, and they had you could cannibalism. Go, you really could go, to a, could you go to a little food area and ask for... I don't know what they did back then. I, I, I don't think I, I don't think I don't think they had restaurants at this place. Just crazy. If they're a cannibalistic society, they probably don't have restaurants and stuff, right? I'm picturing a regular town like it's that legacy place or something. There's a Fridays in an outback, but it's for human. Oh, that'd be crazy. No, I don't think it goes down. That'd like be a good that. Denny's random fact because I don't think like really any species eats their own species. Right? There was one chimpanzee that would eat the other chimpanzees to intimidate the chimpanzees that they were about to attack. Oh that was gosh. the only case of snakes, real... Snakes will eat other snakes. Yeah, I've had a few Ooh. hamsters that's, that's ate. Oh, so hamsters yeah, eat, eat their, their young. young. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. I'm not, as a kid, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't prepared yeah. for that. Oh, my fish gosh. will, too. They when they have the baby, you need it. to separate Oh, my gosh. Fish. Yeah. It's traumatic. So we just blew your little. Oh my god, it's traumatic. Yeah. Well, it's, at least it's rare. It's rare. It's rare. And you know what's crazy? This yeah. is a octopus, female octopus. If a male octopus is trying to reproduce with them and they don't want it, they'll pretend like they're gonna like, oh yeah, come here, get it, you know. And then they'll kill them and they'll eat them. Oh yeah. damn, wow. that's that's gangster. Pretty messed up. Yes. It's messed yeah. up oh. that they're trying to force themselves on them. Wait, <laughs> isn't that what the Black Widow is infamous for doing? They will uh, yeah, eat they their mate and then they, eat, they eat, eat the male. Right? Yeah, afterwards, yes. A lot, of, a lot of stuff. That's some Silence of the Lamb stuff right there. Silence of the Lamb. What are you, Jamie Foster? Yeah. I don't know. I just want so to be quiet, Beckett. I just want some fava beans. This is Mickey I just wanted the lamb to stop. <laughs> well, I think with that said, I think it might be time for some Denny's Random Facts. Our sweet Denny's does a great job surfing the internet, finding great factoids. Vicky's our educator. If she loves his factoids, she gives him an A. She's been known to give him a D oh, and an F. So painful, too, when it happens. Sweet Denny's, the floor is yours. All right, so I kind of teased it on the videos prior to the podcast, but talking ravens with you guys. Uh, one cool thing they said they discovered recently, ravens are always aware when someone is watching them. 
They're already known for being clever, but they display what's called theory of mind. It's the ability for you to understand the beliefs, desires, emotions, intentions of something that is not of your own. So they're one of few animals that can do this, including dogs, cats, pigs, goats, and greater apes like chimpanzees are the only animals that possess that ability so you can think outside of your own species. And they're often portrayed in uh, pop culture. You'll see the raven can kind of see with its eye. It has that third eye they project. It, you know, it's like kind of a, a motif, and it's because of the fact that they can conceptualize outside themselves. Vicky, looking unimpressed per usual. Well, uh, the first thing I thought of was Edgar Allan Poe. Absolutely. When you raven. said the raven, so that gave you a couple extra bonus points oh. because it triggered that. It's still not great. Damn, though. I knew it. I could oh, tell. I, could, I know that look. Oh, I know yeah. that look. It's Qu- like quote the Vicky. B minus or a C plus. It's really uh-huh. on the line. You want to give him a C? Give him the C plus. Give it. Okay, C plus. Peer pressure. C plus. It's 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 only the second episode. You've had a rough week. I get it. <laughs> Uh, so check this out. The very first alarm clock only had one setting, and it was 4 a.m. That was considered the universal time to wake up. And we just accepted that for 60 more years until they added the ability to set whatever time you want to wake up. But for 60 years, the alarm clock only had 4 a.m. And nobody gave a shit. They just like lived with it. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little... Stunned. I'm going to go with an A. <laughs> I'm so random, right? I'm kind of yeah. stunned, too. I kind of don't even get it. I Ooh. love it. It only had one setting to wake you up, 4 a.m. Every It would just go off at 4 a.m. What a shitty product. What a stupid-ass yeah. product. Yeah, it was uh, 1787 they invented that. 1787. Wow. And then 60 years later, the adjustable alarm clock. Because you probably had to, like, they probably had to make, like, a gear, like a cog. And yeah, like we're it. talking about. And they're like, we're not going to make a bunch of different ones. This is, like, you know, limited edition. Where did gears come from then? Some guy had to sit there and chisel that. Yeah, well, it's like a watchmaking, right? Like, so they're, like, making, like, oh. the little gears. and But that, pl- they had to probably wake up with the sunrise, work the farm, and 4 a.m. was reasonable back then. Eat one of their neighbors, because that's what they did <laughs> back then, as we discussed earlier. Cannibalism. That's <laughs> Right, bring it back. Uh, let's see. Uh, I guess I was just shocked at when we actually got toilet paper. But real quick, before we got toilet paper, America used corn husks. Yeah. They would scoop it downward. Uh, that sounds very <laughs> hygienic. But in 1857, a New Yorker decided, I'm, I'm putting an end to this, and created uh, a fine paper, a medicated paper for the water closet. Uh, but yeah, it was 1857 that that was created. Would you rather wipe yourself with a corn or a leaf? Corn husk. So I, I so doing the research, I looked into what people used in that era. If you lived by the ocean, people would use seashells. It was very common. Wow. Seashells? Yes. How is that? Island fair people would wow. use seashells. Sounds yeah. horrible. Do the corn husk all day long. So people in the in the forest and such would use sticks with leaves bundled around the end. So they kind of would dip it into water and then just scrub. But everybody had to share that bucket all day until somebody oh, went to the disgusting. well and refilled it. And then you wonder why people lived at the ripe age of 19. They died, yeah, 22. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Horrible. That is a great one. They I would don't... bundle leaves on a stick. Vicky, he's got, he's got us thinking. Yeah, I, I got to grudgingly give him an A for that, even though it was disgusting. disgusting. A for <laughs> ass talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think about this? And maybe you heard of this. I did not. Uh, the planet Pluto, which is no longer a planet, was named by an 11-year-old girl. 
You don't like that, Denny's? Well, no. I guess here's where I, I fall apart with it. How they got it to where it got named as Pluto. Rich, so the, she was sitting at breakfast just with her mother and grandfather, and the newspaper article came out, New Planet X Discovered. And they said it's small and cold. And she goes, they should name that Pluto, like the god, you know? He lives in the underworld. And the grandfather goes, yeah. So he writes a letter to the local astronomer, and that guy goes, yeah. And then he, <laughs> he writes a letter to Oxford, and that guy goes, sure. Everyone goes, yeah. And they named it Pluto. That's some bullshit. How random is that, right? Yeah. It took no effort from anyone. They just go, sure. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. I was thinking the Disney character. Pluto, the dog, yeah. yeah. Is Pluto weak, the character? Is he no, weak? he's great. Or you my love favorite. him? I it's love the floppy that, ears. It's just weird that I would put him more with Mickey and Minnie, but they put him with Goofy, who's also a dog, so it's kind of like you would be like if I was your dog. Is Goofy a dog? Yeah. I would guess. He, right? He's a dog, I think. What else would he be? Yeah. A, a creature of like sorts? Like a cow? No. He kind of looks like half moose, half hippo. Oh, he's just a big ugly dog. I thought he was a big dog. But why the fuck does he talk and then Pluto does? Well, that's that's, some bullshit. that's my point exactly. <laughs> that would be like I was your dog and I barked at everyone. Don't get me started. I'm going after Peppa Pig or Peppa the Pig or whatever the fuck that thing is called. We're talking about Hurdle next. Can I uh, dovetail Denny's random fact and ask Vicky a question real quick? Oh, you want to steamroll his <laughs> Sorry. Sure. <laughs> the ball's on this okay, I'll take five what? real quick. No, yeah, it's just real take quick. five in the middle of your segment. Sorry. Sure, Beckett. Is that a faux pas? The floor is yours. <laughs> no, I'm just curious because with Pluto not being a planet, I've heard that with astrology, it's messed up astrology. Because really? Pluto was a planet. Right? Have you yeah, heard yeah. That? That's a good point. point. Now, it's, now it's throwing astrology off. All through my youth, it was a planet. Yeah, but it really shouldn't. I mean, whether you want to call it a planet or, you know, a big enough body to have a name like Pluto, it doesn't matter. It still would have been a certain place in the solar system. So it really shouldn't affect any kind of astrology readings. Okay. I digress. We're, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're just busting some balls back here. There's no structure to this thing. <laughs> We're just winging it here. Uh, so one of the oldest recipes that they've discovered recently was... Guess what? Beer. Just proving that humans have to get intoxicated. They found beer, a recipe that's actually very similar to the one we use currently, 3400 BC. Do you all like, you guys like beer? I love beer. You love beer? Beer's proof (laughs) proof that God wants us to be happy. It just really does kind of, because think about how fast we discovered alcohol. And then there's animals that discovered alcohol that also drink it and get inebriated. Oh, dude, raccoons love to fucking party. They really do. <laughs> Horses love Guinness. Love right. Guinness. If a horse won't sweat, you give it a Guinness, it helps it sweat. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm. It shouldn't run, though. You don't want to. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, who that, gets in trouble that's if you're a riding d- That's thing? a Dewey right there. Yeah. <laughs> people get Deweys on horses. That's true. Can you break off your theory about alcohol and, and how it's there's a, there's a reason My why? My theory on <laughs> alcohol and the reason we discovered it and the reason it exists on the planet is to keep humans reproducing. I think it is a fail-safe for species to reproduce. G- give us a scenario. The reason I say that is because we've discovered it so early on, and humans are naturally attracted to what, for whatever reason, being outside your normal mind state. Mm. I mean, not all humans. A mm. lot of people aren't. But, uh, uh, you know, people like to party are. Yeah. They like to get outside their mind state. And it's been an ab- available thing to do from so early on, and it causes you to lose your inhibitions. It gets you horny. It's a humongous effect of it. 
It so, gets you horny. It really does. So, <laughs> <laughs> as Beckett's guzzling down some JMO, <laughs> tell me, so bro. horny. <laughs> He's so horny. Guys. I always just had a theory that it was the fail safe, and even if two people hate each other, hate each other, they drink enough rum, get a couple drinks in your belly. <laughs> well, it's a WD. It's a WD forty of conversation. You know, even outside of the sexual thing, like I've had some of the most. <laughs> Don't look at me when you say that, Becky. <laughs> I've had the best conversation, best conversations with like buddies, like in a bottle of rum, like at two o'clock in the morning. Like, go on. It just it just drops like you know inhibitions and ego, and like you're more open with like you know stuff in your past Funny and whatever. Yeah, you know, there's a reason why two guys like go and get in a highball and talking business and life and you know like you just kind of open up a little bit we need the saxophone for the weird whatever podcast (laughs) just for i want to throw a wrench in that though because i know in certain time periods the reason why they had ale or wine is because the water was so contaminated that they they couldn't just drink water the way we drink water now so they when the process that they had to go through in order to make the beer and the wine and all that it purified whatever it they were using yeah the... so that they had to drink that in order to not get sick well, i think that's why sailors have a reputation of being drunks because mm-hmm. the to vicky's point you know water had bacteria and that was scurvy right and yeah, scurvy dysentery. yeah so they would drink uh ginger beer ginger used to help with like seasickness mm-hmm. and nausea and stuff like that and they would have rum and they were rum because water has bacteria mm-hmm. right and back then like we were talking about people used to die of crazy stuff Oh, geez, anything. Yeah. You could ride a horse and the horse saddle could wear on your thigh. Yeah. And you would get an infection and die. And you would get an infection and die. You'd lose your leg. Horny conversation definitely stopped. (laughs) (laughs) That took a turn. (laughs) Not so hot. What else you got there, sweet Danny? You're crushing it. All right. Oh, real quick, Vicky, what did you give him for the Pluto factoid? Um, Yeah. I mean, so far, he's since. After the first one, that kind of tanked a little bit, and the second one, whatever. So we're, we're A's. We're A's now. <laughs> we're A's. He's in the A club right now. You guys now. aren't raving about that first one. No. Ah. Uh, or that joke. <laughs> I it. All right. Uh, so this one, I mean, uh, I think I've done facts similar to this, but a recent study has shown that your immune system is controlled by your emotions, meaning... Negative emotions can lead to staying sick longer. Positive emotions could be to healing. In fact, even as little as where you work, your relationship can all actually make you sick. So all about keeping your emotions high. Oh, yeah. I've definitely been in some relationships that made me sick. (laughs) Basically, it's just uh, keep those emotions high. (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying, Danny. <laughs> yeah, right, right after this podcast, buddy. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I'm going to get them real high after this podcast. <laughs> Vicky, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, a great. I mean, it's true. I totally believe in that. Um, but it it didn't. It's like, kind of it's kind of one on one. We all yeah. kind of, we all kind of uh, knew that. Like, C plus. You guys are hurting my my immune system. At <laughs> <laughs> my emotions are getting low. Kind of, we kind of knew that in seventh uh, grade. I got you, Vicky. Yeah. <laughs> All right, give us one more. And, uh, that, you know, uh, like a medium. I mean, that was like seven I've rattled out. Okay, you know what? Hey, you I did, did a good job. Even that last one was kind of just pulled out of the half. <laughs> kind of the half one. You did a great job. Okay. We're just busting your balls. Uh, here's a email, getting back to the ghost stuff. Recently, I have been hearing the sound of a little girl laughing coming from within the walls of my house. What makes this even more perplexing is the fact that 
I don't live in an apartment complex. I reside on a large piece of property, ruling out any possibility of it being a neighbor or a neighbor's child. The laughter of this unseen girl typically occurs between 2 and 4 a.m. It happens at least twice a week, Beckett. As someone who is not usually a believer in the supernatural, I am struggling to explain what the fuck this is. I added that last part in there. Uh, thoughts on what I should do? How do I make myself not feel crazy? I am starting to believe. Well, the first thing I would do is try to eliminate any logical. So in that case, if you're way out by yourself, I would hire somebody just to check have any kind of animal that might be nesting someplace. You know, I mean, if it's happening at standard intervals, you know, at a certain time a week, certain time a day, it's not likely to be an animal. But be staring at me at five fifty eight, and I'm be like, "What are these staring at me for?" I'm like, "Oh my god, it's five fifty eight. I think animals can get on a routine in some ways, yep. right?" So we're 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 going to chalk this up as laughing rats or laughing raccoons. Well, no, we're, I'm saying before you go in and think that it's something else, just have somebody cross the other cross. See up. if there's evidence of you know droppings or if there's holes where there shouldn't be holes and things like that. And that's your first avenue, and that's what a good investigator does is try to find if there's a logical. Well, I mean, laughing little girl in the wall. Pretty horror. I'd put top yeah. five kind of Creepy. one of the hor- horrifying, not horrious, horror <laughs> <laughs> horror activities out there. <laughs> no, no, horrifying thing. That may be a snarling of, I don't know, a demon yeah, like of a, sorts. A demon snarling, little girl laughing. Oh, we, we have do that. have a demon email that I wanted to get to. I teased it today. Son of a bitch, did I not load it up? Give me one second here. Basically, what it was was I, I didn't put it up here, but it was. And you can help out with this, Vicky. Uh, this person has started to see a ghost or a spirit in their house, but it's the, it's their mother that they're okay. seeing. When this spirit is appearing, it looks like a demon version of their mother. Okay. It, it, it looks like a devil. What what your typical? I mean, it, it was a pretty lengthy email, but it does appear to. As their mother, but in a very gruesome form. Is that, they want to know, is that their mother? Is it possible it's not and it's someone acting like it is? Or could it really be the mom in some kind of... Well, they say that a demon can, they can pretend to be other people. However, the image will always be imperfect to some degree. Like, you're not going to have a perfect replica if it's a demon... I'm using my air quotes. Mm. You're not going to have a perfect image of the mother to begin with because they're not able to reproduce that. There's always something. They may have four fingers instead of five. One of their eyes may look in the opposite direction or something. Mm. I'm Um, down with that. But they say (laughs) they can't produce a perfect image. If it is truly your mother, they would have the capability of appearing like themselves. So the, 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 Bad news is it is probably something pretending to be someone else. The good news is demons and demonic presence are super, super 
rare. I talked about that on the uh, the morning show. I thought I thought I represented you well with how I okay. I because I, I said something can look like a demon and you, it could appear as a demon, but there's a really good chance it's not a it's demon. Not. There's just a lot of asshole ghosts out there that can right. that can be fuck faces. Mm-hmm. Sorry with the swearing. I, I go on these rants. Or there's elementals that if you didn't know they were an elemental, have something you want where the thing scratched you. And I, I really do have a question about this. Um, but remember how she described the you scratch? You did. You, you described it as a claw, uh-huh. like scraping at your foot right as you walked in the door. Right. And this would have been near your foot. I'll be right back. Okay. That's <laughs> really take cool. Take the because you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So we hung out for a little bit. And we were talking. We were walking out the door. We were talking about the show. And we were talking about what you said. And we're standing right next to the front door. And as we're talking, we're like, I pointed it out. I was like, oh, my gosh. Remember what Vicky said? Isn't that <laughs> wild? So it's Denny's art. You walked uh, right by a creature with the claw, and uh-huh. that's right where you would have gotten... Right by the door. The feel. So right here, by the carpet. Here, here's my question. Could a ghost or a spirit somehow go into an item, manipulate it, and then... Because this picture, if you're just listening to it on audio, it's a painting Denny's did of a reptilian creature from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. and He's got claws. He's got claws. So when Vicky walked in, she felt something snatch at her, or her uh, foot, and that would have been this claw. Can things like that come to life to do weird things like that? Or is that just 80s? movies it, it's if it were an elemental they could say well i'm just gonna that sweet denny's made with his own two hands is going to have some kind of haunted attachment to it but what, i guess what i'm saying is could something take the form yeah of... could a picture scratch you because it's a picture of, of a creature with it's, a claw it's not the it wouldn't wouldn't be the picture itself it would be whatever decided to mimic so that's the, the that's interesting so it's almost like uh the spirit, the way I understand it, or the way I'm hearing it, it's almost like the spirit, it's kind of lazy, right? And sees something, and it chameleons, or it mirrors something it sees. That's what, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, can, yeah, it, yeah. can it do that? Yeah, it could, especially if it's a lot of these elementals, you know, nature spirits, whatever you want to call them, they get more energy from you if you're scared. They get more of... A reaction. They love it when people get scared, or they love it when it. They it's like the media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody it, makes but, money, but it's human psychology, really, is yeah. what it is. I, I just think it's kind of because the Poltergeist three uh, theory we're talking about now, where ghosts can mimic and and use their their surroundings as instruments and tools mm. to fuck with people, and right. that's what I'm saying. Could an elemental scratch you mimicking that little lizard thing, thinking that's all funny and shit? Because me and when you said that, and then he was walking out, we both looked at the looked at the picture, and started laughing, going, "That's right where Vicky said she got scratched yeah. at by the motherfucking claw." Yeah. Then he's. <laughs> and by the way, I, did, I didn't see it. Where was it? Was it on the floor? It was or? right where you said you got scratched at. That's why I'm just asking that. Can it manifest into things? And yes, to answer people's questions, I am definitely getting all. Denny's made me seven of these pictures, all getting framed, all gonna have a, a wind underneath. I'm talking. Ooh, that's a tough one. It's real tough, Beckett. Was a twist uh, of the third kind. What am I on the stand here? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Are they on another planet? And we, I'd be like, oh, damn, they're talking about this on. They're Indian in another planet. solar system. Basically, you are. It's, it's it's a hybrid situation. You're you're you know they're coming here. They're they're leaving. They're staying. But you get to talk to aliens. They're they're the way of life now. I'll do spirits. Wow, kind of shocked on that, Dennis. <laughs> kind of shocked. 
And what do you guys say? My dog's in heaven. Like that will happen when I die. But if I can talk to aliens right now, like it could be actually be a value to society potentially. 